Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cloud Security Alliance's podcast series, CSA Security Updates. I'm your host, John DiMaria. CSA is the world's leading organization dedicated to defining and raising awareness of best practices to help ensure a secure cloud computing environment. We harness the subject matter expertise of industry, associations, governments, and our members to offer the best in research, education, certification, events, and products. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of CSA Security Update. I am your host, John DiMaria, and today we have a pleasure of uh, having uh, Mads Hasling uh, with us today. Uh, Mads is the uh, Global Information and Cybersecurity Risk Executive um, with Saxo Bank. Uh, they actually are the first uh, banking services to achieve star level two uh, attestation. And uh, Mads uh, with us today has uh, 15 years of work experience, uh, holds a master of science in software engineering and multiple security certifications, which is CISSP and CISSM and so on. Uh, he's currently the group CISO for Saxo Bank, and uh, he leads the group information um, <clears throat> and cybersecurity department manages uh, nine global functions uh, combined with 60-plus domain specialists located in Denmark, Amsterdam, China, and India. So, uh, Mad, you're very busy individual, so thank you for joining us today. Thank you, John. Um, so, uh, Saxo Bank uh, just achieved uh, not too long ago uh, star level two uh, for your investment infrastructure as a service offering. Um, so we have quite a diverse audience today. So always like to get started uh, talking a little bit about your organization and what you do. Yeah, let's kick that off. So let's start with the vision from Saxo, and that is really to enable people to fulfill their financial aspirations and, and make an impact uh, in their life with that. Uh, Saxo has a history going back to 92. It started as a brokerage, like many other you see today, uh, before the internet really became uh, a thing. But uh, early on, the two founders saw an opportunity to uh, to take what was Back then, something you called uh, between the broker and the client uh, to facilitate trading uh, and take that to the internet. So in 98, um, we launched the first internet-based uh, FX trading platform. Um, and from there, it's just expanded. Uh, and today, we offer a truly multi-asset um, trading and investment platform uh, to our global Client base uh, as well as 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 partner base. Uh, so we have a little more than eight hundred thousand clients globally, uh, uh, one hundred thirty-five 
what we call white label partners, which are using our platforms and services uh, towards their clients, uh, as well as around 300 uh, financial intermediaries that also use our services to facilitate either trading or investment capabilities for their end clients. So that's Saxo in, in two and a half minutes or so. Um, Being an online investment training organization, uh, you obviously have a lot of regulatory uh, responsibilities as well as local responsibilities, uh, customer responsibilities. What are some of the unique uh, information security challenges that you see in your type of business? Yeah, so as you said, we do have uh, a global offering and uh, and we onboard uh, our direct clients uh, in Denmark, in UK, in uh, Holland, in Belgium, in France, in Switzerland, Italy, Singapore, Hong Kong, Japan, and Australia. In all of those countries, we have licensed entities. Uh, it's a combination of banking licenses and, and broker licenses. Uh, depending a little bit on the regions. So in Denmark, for example, where we have our headquarters and, and the group is situated, uh, we have a banking license, uh, the same in uh, in Holland, in Switzerland, uh, and and in France. Um, and otherwise, it is majority of, of broker licenses and different variances. And that, of course, means that we have a, a lot of uh, regulatory uh, requirements uh, directly from, from the regulators. On top of that, we also, as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, have a partner offerings. So specifically when we talk about the larger white label partners, which normally are also financial uh, institutions holding their own licenses, we are actually uh, indirectly uh, regulated in, in more than 75 countries globally. And that, of course, means that, that we need to have a tight grip on, uh, on our security exposure, as well as be able to... Uh, to give visibility and transparency to these regulators. Yeah, so that's, you know, <clears throat> quite a responsibility when you're global like that. Uh, there's a lot of different, uh, I'm sure a lot of different regulations and and uh, uh, issues that you have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And <clears throat> there's a lot of ways to attack that, of course. Um, uh, it's a big job. Uh, what what made you decide to pursue um, star level two attestation? I think we're already, I would say, always uh, looking for what is uh, giving us the possibility to have one way to communicate uh, how we work um, with our security control environment uh, towards our partners and regulators. Uh, and I think the you say the CSA star uh, framework uh, over the years have become the de facto model that, that we are being measured uh, on from our partner base. Uh, and that uh, made it an easy choice as it also gives clear overviews of, of a lot of other frameworks. And it amends, you would say, the, the cloud aspects, which a lot of Older frameworks are missing, so there are some unique elements that you need to take into consideration when you're offering some form of of cloud services towards financial institutions in general. And and I think uh, yeah. 
the CSA star has really taken a, a, a step at the marketplace here. So over the years, we've been been uh, receiving uh, more and more of of the Excel sheets downloaded directly from from the from yeah from your homepage uh, to fill out, and uh, and that was the basis of you say new new partners coming in wanting to measure our maturity. Uh, as well as ongoing due diligence on a yearly or bi-yearly uh, basis. Yeah, so and, um, just taking a um, quick excerpt out of the, the original press release, I see that um, you t- a couple of things that I pulled out of here, keywords and phrases that are dear to my heart personally is uh, uh, your commitment to holistic security. Uh, and then, of course, uh, enhancing transparency and trust, as well as further reducing the complexity and the need for Saxo Bank's uh, new and existing uh, partners to engage in multiple questionnaire forms, due diligence uh, process. So, you know, holistic security, transparency, trust, and, and due diligence <laughs> All words that I've used uh, several times. I've written blogs on this and and reducing complexity, uh, obviously, uh, is opportunity to reduce risk. Uh, any any particular uh, problems or uh, risks that um, that this going through this process has sort of helped you mitigate? Yeah. I've been with Saxo for ten years, and and of course, trust is what I'm here to ensure. Uh, and you would say, in essence, when uh, when you work in a financial institution, our clients uh, deposit money; they entrust us with that money to safe keep it, right? And in our case, actually, also help them grow that uh, that money into more money. Um, so trust is kind of the basis of 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 what we offer to our clients. Uh, when we talk about the level of uh, details you get out of a CSA star uh, engagement, it is of course not for uh, normal consumers or clients uh, necessary to understand. But I think it is very relevant when you talk to uh, to professional domain experts to have a common way of measure. Um, how uh, you say how you're set up and uh, how you're dealing with with you say the same challenges as everybody is is dealing with. Um, I would say that we talked in the beginning about regulators and and the need to make sure that you comply with regulations, etc. I think in Saxo we, of course, that's an important part and it's it's very important to to make sure you adhere to that, but. When we go back to the trust piece, it is even more important that we understand what what is happening uh, in the in the threat landscape, and make sure we adjust accordingly as we move forward. So, I mean, what we have today doesn't look like what we had ten years ago because there's been a rapid development in in the way trade actors and 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 um, and dislike has uh, has evolved uh, over that decade, uh, and of course. Using a framework that uh, also um, develops over time and adjusts to both uh, technology changes and, and and threat changes is is super important. Yeah, and <clears throat> I think uh, using a system 
like Star and the Cloud Control Matrix, uh, which continues to evolve. Uh, version 4 just released uh, recently. Uh, this stays relevant with the industry, stays relevant with uh, regulatory requirements and really uh, global in nature. Um, and, you know, when you do something like this, <clears throat> um, I always think about, because, you know, when I was in industry myself, you know, I always think about this, you know, return on investment. And that could come in a lot of different ways. It could be, uh, you know, it could be making you just a uh, more secure organization, more efficient, uh, could be in a lot of cases uh, provide you with more business because uh, because you are raising the bar in terms of your uh, expectations. Um, so uh, in terms of, you know, some sort of return on investment, what are the sort of the long-term expectations for uh, – in your eyes for Saxo uh, using, you know, sort of using this process as a uh, template for improvement. Uh, you know, what, what, what sort of metrics or what sort of uh, return would, are you expecting to see over the long term? I'm of course hoping that, uh, that the way we service uh, our partner segment with uh, transparency uh, will um, will be easier uh, as we now have uh, an externally validated version of of the framework that we are receiving uh, to fill out. Um, I'm not expecting it to completely go away as uh, as this is at least in our case a yearly uh, report that is done. So. Um, at least the larger partners would probably want us to comment on uh, changes. Uh, but again, preparing for next year's audit uh, requires us to keep um, keep aligned with that anyway. And, and we are working with the framework internally as a benchmark of how we measure, you uh, say, our controls uh, on a daily or weekly basis. So it's an embedded part of how we work with uh, with internal controlling to make sure that that controls work and when they change that we have an overview of how they're changing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yes. And, that, and, yeah. and that's, a, that's, <clears throat> I like when you, you talk about embedded into the organization, I always think about, you know, weaving this into the culture of an organization, uh, not just, uh, not just something that, <clears throat> that you put in place. Um, and run it by the experts. It's it's really run by everyone in the organization. Um, and, uh, you know, through the process of implementation and then, of course, uh, leading up to your uh, first audit, uh, did you see or identify any uh, immediate benefits that you saw uh, as you moved through the process? Did you see any uh, you know things like you know opening new doors or improved uh, improved performance. I mean, was there anything immediately? So, I think it was a good exercise, and and we did start the journey two two and a half years ago uh, with with a gap analysis towards the 
framework. I can't remember which version it was back then. Um, and and again, once you embark working with a new framework, you will always find some gaps uh, that can enlighten you on on areas that that might need uh, a little bit more attention or where you need to maybe have a closer uh, understanding of or, or make sure that you have the possibility again auditors like to to get evidence and, and see that uh, that they can uh, uh, make sure that the implementation is done as as you described and that it's been running over the year uh, as as you described it so make sure that you have the evidence to support that uh, going forward uh, so so again i think i think it it covers a broad range uh, again we combined it into a SOC 2 uh, so the combination of the SOC 2 controls and the CSA uh, star um, made it quite uh, comprehensive. And to be honest, on top of that, the report we are giving to our partners today actually also uh, covers the privacy aspects of kind of GDPR and how we uh, how we control and work with with our clients' data for uh, for our partners. So. Yeah, good, and, good and, exercise, but but you shouldn't fool yourself and and believe that uh, that even though you have a good majority, you can just or maturity, you can just take on a framework with no gaps and a blank audit. Yeah, yeah, and and um, I know you're talking about you know reporting to your customers and uh, um, in terms of what you're doing in terms of security in, in today's where a lot of a lot of that's required. Uh, or especially finance, in the financial institution area to really <clears throat> report in a lot of cases on the annual report um, about security, privacy, and, and even business continuity. So this certainly uh, gives you, gives everyone a template to follow uh, to start building that, building that uh, trust and due diligence that we talked about. Um, you know, <laughs> We get a lot of people um, that ask us about uh, STAR. Uh, you know, they have other options that they're looking at uh, that they could be using or integrating with. Uh, if some, someone asked you, what, what would be your advice to those who are currently considering uh star level two or, or just the star program in general? You probably need to understand why you're doing it, right? Uh, and what the value proposition of, of embarking on something like the attestation or certification process. So in our case, we wanted to do that because we wanted to give more assurance and more transparency to our partners because we see a trend that that is where they're moving towards, right? They, they, they want us to be able to give uh, a benchmark uh, of uh, of our state. Um, on, on you say on the same note, we've been on a on a technology journey, and we still are uh, transforming uh, our private cloud cloud environment into a you say more basis on on a public uh, cloud environment. And as there's been a lot of distrust from financial institutions into public cloud uh, offerings like Amazon or, or Microsoft's or Google's for that matter, um, we also understood that 
we would need to go a little bit above the bar uh, to make sure that our partner network had a good understanding of what we did on the backside, on the controlling part, to make sure that their concerns were addressed. And, and part of that journey also included this uh, star level two attestation. Yeah, and that's, uh, uh, I know you used the word benchmark a couple different times now, and I, I think that's a, those are, that's a critical uh, word uh, because uh, realistically something like star, because uh, it is global and it is so widely accepted that, um, you know, using it as a benchmark is certainly uh, provides you with, uh, and the, in the legal community, they talk about that standard of care, you know, what, what you, you know, what's, what you should be doing in an organization like yours, what's the best practices that you should be implementing. So it really covers uh, a lot of needs and a lot of satisfies a lot of regulatory requirements as well. And um, so, uh, yeah, so uh, again, congratulations on all of that. Thank you. Uh, and, and thank you so much for taking uh, time out of your uh, busy week. I know you just got off a holiday, and uh, so uh, probably going to take you the rest of the week to clear out your inbox. But uh, so thanks for thanks for taking that time for us. And um, I guess if uh, would. LinkedIn be maybe the best way to get a hold of you if anybody had any questions. Yep. Okay. That'd be perfect. Okay. You just ping me. Okay. We'll do that. That's super good. And then, um, so yeah, appreciate you coming on. And, Thank uh, you very much. And, uh, as things progress, uh, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll have you back sometime. Uh, yeah, down we're already road. preparing the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. recurring every year. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's good. It's good. That continual improvement is exactly. uh, one of those things that this really drives. So that's pretty awesome. So that's good. All right, man. Well, thank, thank you very much. Have a good rest of your day and evening and, uh, and we'll hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye now.